To me, my podcast listeners, welcome to another episode of the Dome of X after a pretty long one-month hiatus of no anything. We are back. We are in form. We are live on Live It uh, with, uh, yeah, I, I have my friend Dylan, as always, next to me. How are you doing today, sir? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. You know, it's uh, it's uh, it's sunny out. The It looks great. You know, it feels like summer is, is here. I know it's not technically here yet, but it's almost here. And uh, you know how it is out here in uh, in our in the inland of uh, the of the Bay Area. It can get really hot. So really looking forward to sweating my balls off this summer. By sweating the stuff off, I mean like it was ninety five. It's ninety five. It was ninety five where I lived at yesterday, and it was just so painfully annoying because we're in the middle of May. We have or not even like middle middle of May. Like we are almost there halfway but we're not there and it's already feeling like I just I just want to die outside like I was playing basketball with some friends on Tuesday now granted I was wearing a black no sleeve shirt but I was sweating like I was sweating uh I was sweating after and it was just like how how does anyone survive this type of heat and I'm I'm not ready for when we're going to be hitting like 110 115 come this up. I know it has to you know like the way everything is it's Oh yeah like, Oh, we always hit we always hit triple digits uh, over here. That's a guarantee. Last summer we didn't have too many, thank goodness. But uh, I'm feeling it this summer. If it's already this warm this early in May, you know, it, I can only imagine. But I also feel like because COVID nineteen happened and all that, uh, not many people, you know, got to experience all the stuff outside last year. Whereas this year, you know, we're getting back into some form of normal, and we go outside and it's like, oh man. I forgot when it was summer outside, you know, that's, that's what I'm feeling like. And it's, it's something that, uh, I'm not, I'm not ready in, in anticipation for whatever the heck that is. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's, it's going to be a very interesting summer. I believe they're, they're calling it hot girl summer. I think that's what they're calling it right now, but I want it to be, I want it to be hot X summer. Um, that's what I'm excited for. And what do, is there any news going on? You know, it's been a month, so there's got to be some new news coming out from the X office. What? Give me an update of X, Dom. All right, I got three things for you. We got three things. One is a an announcement for an announcement, and the other two are already have already been announced. The first one is that we're going to get some sort of big announcement on the 16th of July next month. That has to deal with the brand new Jonathan Hickman book that's coming out in September. To what the Hickman book is, I personally have no idea. I No one has any idea to what it is. But there is a teaser in with Storm and she's like, it, she's glowing and there's thunder coming off from her. And I'm like, oh yeah, after Planet Size X-Men number one, stay tuned for some other big announcement. And it's arguably the brand new Jonathan Hickman book. Now, I, I, the idea of glowing storm with lightning is just that, that just sounds great. I mean, that's everything we want in a, a storm art. So, I mean, and Hickman writing it, Hickman has done such an amazing job with everything he's done with X-Men that obviously, I mean, I can't wait to see what he's doing. You know, it can only be top shelf when it comes to that man, right? That's the, we only get top shelf stuff. I can't wait to cover X-Men volume three by Hickman issues 16 through 21. Because again, like I think I've told you this offhand, the stuff with Laura and Sink in the vault, 
Oh my gosh. E- emotional, emotional stuff. Like it gets you, it gets you hard. And it, I can't, I can't wait to cover it. He's been, he's done an amazing wait, job. Wait, 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 hold up. Phrase, phrasing, sir. Phrasing, sir. You just said it gets you hard. It gets you hard. It got me this, hard. This type of emotion. It got me hard. Oh my what? God. It, it, it. Oh my goodness. Did Dominic. I... Dominic. <laughs> this is family friendly ish. Is it not? phrasing, sir? All right, phrasing, the phrasing. Sir. Yes, it shot me in the heart. Is what I meant to say. I don't. I don't know how. There we go. Much better. Much better. I can't wait. Yeah, but but you get the point. Jonathan Hickman is coming up with with something big. We don't know what it is yet, but I can't wait to see what it is. Everyone can't wait to see what it is. Uh, and as the vaulted head of X, he has done. Yeah, he's well. He's he's Jonathan Hickman. What else can I say? The other two announcements. The one is a very sad one. Unfortunately, X Factor uh, got canceled, put in the bin uh, after issue ten. It will no longer be a thing, uh, and um, it's unfortunate for Leia Williams because I was really enjoying that series. Uh, but uh, unfortunately, it's unfortunate just for the X Factor title in general because it's never been a long-standing one ever. You know, it's always had, it's always been canceled, <laughs> like always, like it'll, it'll build up to this awesome thing and then get canceled every single time. Um, I, I mean, uh, the the X uh, X Factor Investigations era post House of M that lasted a really long time. I believe I have twenty. Vo- I know there's twenty volumes of that, and then when once it went to all new, then things started getting kind of messed up and back in the day there's been lots of breaks in between them and everything it's it's an interesting title but they can't ever seem to hit the hit the right like stride with that and keep keep the momentum of the readers going with that you know it's yeah it is unfortunate it, it is unfortunate because uh you, you know what can you what can you do as a I don't know. As a, it's it's just unfortunate. Um, it's a book that again, there's something to enjoy in there with the character work, uh, the cool stuff that Leia Williams did with Mojo. Uh, there there was a lot I was looking forward to in that book, and the unfortunate part now is that it's canned, um, and that's that's something you never ever want to see. You know, stuff happens like this. Uh, whether you know, I, it was probably because the book is among the lowest of the X books in terms of sales. Um, so there's so there is that factor, um, but as someone who was picking it up uh, in issue format and enjoying it, um, I, I am really disappointed that uh, it 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 did get it did get pushed down, um, which is yeah it it just happens. Hey, what can you do? What can you do? Right, right. And the third and final announcement, which is a bigger one, is that Magneto is getting a five issue miniseries, also written. By the same person who was writing X Factor, Leah Williams. Nice. S- something happens to him during the gala. We don't know what it is yet, but he's being put on trial for it. Mm-hmm. And we, we we will have to see what what comes out of it. And that's coming August, uh, August twenty twenty one, uh, this summer. So. Oh right, that's one week before my uh, wedding anniversary. Happy early anniversary. Uh, yeah. <laughs> they probably did that for me, obviously. You know, obviously. they're like, you know, this podcaster guy, we should give him a this is his anniversary gift. Here you go. A, a book that comes out right before it. I'm like, oh, thanks, Hickman. You're welcome. It, it's a, it, a five issue miniseries. Leigh Williams, Lucas Wernick, uh want to see where they're going with Magneto on this. So yeah, we'll we'll have to see what, what that's all about. But 
that is it for the update of X. You guys can go follow me on Twitter and Instagram at uh, Domovex Studio to keep up with your daily, weekly X news there and what you guys are thinking about and all that. Uh, I need to be more active on those, guys. Uh, again, when you're on a one-month hiatus, you are, uh, I don't know, you're just stuck in limbo. But we got we got a brand new logo. We got a brand new everything redesigned, all skin up for yes. it. I'll announce it. Uh, I love the new logo. Can I just say I love the new logo? You did a great job on it, Dom. Thank you, sir. Uh, I took some uh, inspiration off from uh, the man, Tom Mueller. There's a lot of uh, work involved there. Um, and, yeah, it's uh, there's, there's that. Uh, but, anyways, Dylan... What are we here for? Because this is—I know the announcements are cool and all. I know we—I know we have the new Magneto book coming up. I know we have the new Jonathan Hickman book or project coming up that has been unannounced. But what are we here for? We're—we're we're here for something mildly specific. Yes, that's right. We are covering today Age of X Men, a mini event. Uh, no, you—you you know, we could call it a full-on event, right? That happened actually right before House and Powers of X happened. This was the last event that happened before everything, which uh, was kind of a. Um, I, I kind of felt bad for a lot of the creators. You know, a lot of their sales for this event kind of went into the tank because a lot of people found out right in the middle of it that, oh, none of this is going to matter because they're rebooting everything. So a lot of sales got tanked because of that. A lot of creators got, you know, not, not the the numbers that they wanted for their books because of that. But, you know, uh, overall, I, I found this one to be really fun. I, I was really excited about it. Anytime it's an alternate reality, I'm all for that. And this alternate reality is like something that we've never seen. Because instead of, you know, a couple mutants here or no mutants at all, no, this is an entire planet of all mutants. Everybody is a mutant. So it's a completely different kind of feel and uh i believe there was six books seven different titles that went we got this, so correct? so to be so so let's be so here are all the books that have stemmed out from this event just before jonathan hickman said i'm rebooting the x-men we have age of x-men alpha omega and the six titles spanning from the marvelous x-men next gen the amazing nightcrawler the extremist prisoner x and apocalypse the extracts uh, written by Zach Thompson, Lonnie Nadler, Tim Seeley, Seanan McGuire, Vida Ayala, uh, they, them, uh, Ed Burson, Leah Williams, Ramon Rosanas, Herman Peralta, Matt Horak, Juan Frigeri, Marcus Toe, Lucas Wernick, George Yanti, and Roberto Poggi on the art. Uh, for the colorists, Triona Farrell, Mike Spicer, Dono Sanchez Almara, Israel Silva, Jim Charalampaldis, uh, Rachel Rosenberg and Jason Keith and then for the letters you have virtual calligraphies Clayton Cowles Travis Lanham and Joseph Bino who are also doing uh, X-Books at the moment. Clayton Cowles is doing uh, X-Men Way of X and X-Corp Travis Lanham is doing New Mutants Children of the Atom and Joseph Bino is doing Cable. I, how I know all of this stuff I don't know um, but I, I, I care about letters in, in the industry but that's another story for the other time. No, letterers, no, no, letterers, let's, yeah, no, let's take the time, sir. We have a whole hour here. Let's take the time. Because to me, letters are just as important as anything else. An entire book can be thrown off by a bad lettering job. And what I feel bad for, for great letterers, is that when a book is lettered properly, you don't even notice. You know what I'm saying? 
And so, like, good, you only get credit for bad lettering. You never get credit for good lettering because it's just, it's so good that you don't even notice because it, it hides into the art. It, it works with the flow, the story, and everything. And uh, I, I just think letterers should be on the cover just as much as a colorist. That's how I feel. A lot of a lot of indie guys do do that for their people. Uh, I wish they would get a little bit more cred. I wish letters, you know, would would get like a little more forefront in in the spotlight because they work so hard and they are basically. I, I would say if 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 a if a comic book was a car, the letterers would be the gasoline. Okay, that's what keeps the book moving. You know. I agree. It's you, they they never get any attention. There's some cool some cool cool stuff among uh, what what some of these books have in in terms of text boxes and like for example um, in Apocalypse and the Extracts uh, we have I believe it is Travis Lanham who does the lettering for um dazzler shows up and the the music notes are in there with the text bubbles and you're like i can't help but notice like that's some cool stuff but no one will notice it because that's supposed that's what their job is and when you do your job right it's like oh yeah it's, you're, you're supposed to be doing that um it just it just minds and puzzles me how like we give credit to oh wow like i really felt what the writer did for this character or the art, wow, it just blew me away. Or the colors, like I, I, I'm just addicted to whatever's on panel. But the letters, they get none of it. So there is a my mini rant that I will that will occasionally pop up uh, every single time I can I can put it in into this podcast because I'm like that, unfortunately. But yeah, what can you do? What can you do? What can you do? It's uh, you know hiding in plain sight. That that's what I like to think of lettering. And and uh, I just I I think that. That as a industry, as a fan base, we got need to give more credit to them because literally the entire book is not possible without proper letters. But I digress. Let's talk about Age of X Men. What is Age of X Men exactly? We know it's an alternate reality where where everyone is a mutant, but I mean that sounds like that sounds like paradise, right? Or is it? It's, that's the, that's an interesting thing too because there is always trouble in some sort of sense of utopia. I think it's important to also get a get a hold of who the X Man is because it is the age of X Man, uh, and there is one person in the helm of this similar to how we had uh, like Age of Apocalypse back in the nineteen nineties where Apocalypse was the head of whatever the heck the the mutant state. Uh, was back then when they canceled the entire line and just focus on those titles. Um, it's a similar right. way in, in the term, term of sense of it's a utopia, but it's created by someone. And the purpose of it isn't... I don't know if I'm all for it. That's all I'm going to say. I don't know if I'm, I'm all for the uh, just the way that this all comes about and whatnot. Yeah, no. Well, right off the bat, I... I really don't like the idea. Their whole, the whole idea is that everyone is an individual now. Everyone is their own person. So there's no need to hook up. Uh, even like own family members are even considered to be gross. Like the, the cuckoos, um, they're like literally like a pariah. They're, they're kind of faux pas in this world because they are their sisters and they're linked literally psych, uh, psych, psychically linked. 
So they're always together. They're always talking. And, and to, in this world, that's impure. That's gross. Like, no, everyone's an individual. We don't need to be together as a group. We don't need to be. It's so bad that it's actually policed. You could actually get arrested for being in a relationship with someone. All, all the mutants now are grown uh, and, and undone through genetics and all the kind of stuff. So no one really knows. You know, no one has any kids. No one has brothers and sisters. All that kind of stuff is, is just a complete mess. And it's it's interesting to kind of see that kind of idea. And it seems so crazy to me, you know, to, to think that. Because, you know, the ex-mutants have always been like, you know, we, we have all these problems, but we we have each other still. You know what I mean? So to kind of see this direction where, like, we're all, we're all here, we're all individuals, none of us need to be together was, was kind of a... It was weird. It was weird, wouldn't you say? Oh, yeah, it definitely is weird. Like, you know, I, and I'm just not sort of the stickler up for someone who is anti-relationships in comics. I know that there are people out there who don't like the idea, but for me, um, I think we, we talked about this before, where I'm huge on family. I'm huge on if two people are madly in love with each other or whatever, the circumstances is most, more often than not, I will always stick up for relationships between um, a couple of people and, and them exploring it. What I'm just not for is this, like, in this utopia, we have, like... For relationships are sort of semi forbidden. You can't. You it's 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 not. Um, you 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 know it's 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 just like not encouraged to practice it. It's it's sort of unnerving for me. You know, I, I always love the idea of family. I always love the idea of of love being presented in in comics. Um, and the fact that it's sort of it's just it, it just pains me. It's like. Why not, you know? And and that's why I just can't be all for it. Like, you, you compare it to somewhere like Krakoa, where it's you're, you're encouraged to <laughs> love your partners, uh, love your uh, significant other. Um, and here it's just like, well, you can't do that. And, and that sort of bugs me. And, and let's let's talk about the idea of, of what uh, Apocalypse and the Extracts were, because they were the rebels. They were the bad guys, quote-unquote, you know, for lack of a better word. And they were all about, well, peace and love and coming together, and we need to be together. And to see, like, this hippie, dippy yoga Apocalypse motherfucker was really weird. I mean, that was it was really weird. It, w it was played well, it was written well, but it was just a weird kind of vibe to see him being like, "No, love will conquer all," and da -da -da -da, all this kind of stuff. It w what do you th what do you think of what do you think of Apocalypse in this? Oh know? man, it, I, look, seeing him as like the seventies dude, like, yeah, bro, peace and love and all. I, I that was a terrible seventies hippie impression. But it's it's just like I'm reading this and I'm used to seeing. Again, I, I always will remark it back to X-Men number 7 where you're, you're thrown in the crucible and the first thing you see is this big, chunky dude who is spouting um, anti-human, uh, not propaganda, well, yeah, anti-human propaganda saying they, they, they've right. killed us, we need to figure out a way to fight back and you can't do that unless, you know, you're at full strength and talking about, um, no, it's on my terms. Going from that guy over to this very much skinnier, smaller um, right. person who is just like a... He looks like a regular dude with weird stretch marks. You know what I kind of wish for? <laughs> I Can he have sunglasses? If you're going to go on the full 70s peace vibe, I feel like Apocalypse would need to wear something like a... 
uh, I don't know, like those those rainbow shirts with all the different colors, put on some cool sunglasses and just stay hip. I, I think that it would have been cool yeah. for me to see that of him. Well, They're going to go that well, route. See, cause, well, they, they went with a more kind of spiritual kind of look. You know what I'm saying? That's why he has that, I, for lack of a better word, kung fu outfit. You know what I'm saying? Like it's it's very it's very nice. It's sleek. It, it feels very spiritual. You know what I'm saying? Like and that that was what was kind of cool with all with the other characters that like the beatnik uh, kind of characters of of Kitty Pride because she's Kitty in this. This is pre Kate, so this is Kitty. Um, and and I, I and you you talk about like the rainbows and colors and they actually brought that with one of their characters. I forget her name. The the teleporter. What was her name? Um, oh, don't worry. I can't. I can't remember. <laughs> I know well, there, there's like, yeah, she like part of her teleportations. She she has like these these crazy colors that kind of go out and engulf you, and then they teleport and stuff. And it's so it's so trippy. Like, I, th- there's no better way for it. It's trippy, and it's it's done really well. I, unveil, I, I really, it's unveil, right? Unveil, unveil, yes, unveil. Thank you, thank you. Unveil is her name. Yes, really, really cool. I I loved everything about it, um, and. It really brought a really cool vibe to the story and, and brought the tone to where it needed to be. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is some serious revolutionary stuff, but they're also dirty hippies, you know, at the same time. And beatniks as well. You know what I also appreciated about that book? Uh, the colors were amazing, I thought. It fit in well with the book. Israel Silva does them. He's the same guy who does the colors on Leigh Williams' X Factor for David Baldion and Carlos Gomez for the... Um, the uh x factor ten of swords chapter um and it's just sort of the again the 70s outrock vibe um it reminded me a lot of what i love about the current x factor run um how just just fluid and sparkling the colors were it's sort of the same vibe from there being applied here um i can definitely i can definitely see israel silva um, you know, color and X Factor being like, hey, let me do what I, let me, let me put off what I, what I put on what I did for, uh, Apocalypse and the Extracts over to X Factor. Um, and I just thought the, the trippiness and all of that, uh, was really done well in Apocalypse and the Extracts. Definitely a highlight for me in that book. Totally, totally. Yeah. For, for me, like the story was, was pretty decent. I was intrigued the whole time, kept me in, but the art was definitely the highlight hands down that's what that's what kept me in and engulfed page after page it just had such a, a great great vibe to it I, i'll for lack of anything else i could say it was it was awesome and one of my favorites i have to say though the prisoner x story was probably my favorite um uh in this world obviously when you mess up uh, you go to pr- prison you know if you you fall in love you do any of that kind of stuff you go to prison and this prison's a little different, don't you think, Dom? You know what? This was my second... Fa- Can I just say, this is my second favorite book out of the whole bunch. I think with Vita Ayala, what they did to the uh, the Danger Room. Um, pretty fun stuff, dude. I can't believe I'm saying this, but like, it's just such a fun outbreak with as a lot of characters that I like. I can't help but notice, just be like, this is just so much fun, exciting, thrilling, awesome, whatever you want to call it. I really, really enjoyed oh, the story. Definitely, definitely. I mean, and to see, like, to see all the characters in like a 
a different light. You know what I'm saying? Like Beast, for instance, is in there, and he's just straight up like prison block Beast. You know what I'm saying? Like he's got people that are his bitches. Like the whole shebang a bang. You know what I'm saying? Like don't drop the soap in front of Beast. That's all I'm saying. Uh, and it was so that it wasn't the the charming intellectual that we're kind of used to. You know what I mean? Uh, it, w- it was a completely different vibe. And I loved it. I loved it a lot. And and Bishop, too. Bishop was... He was the main character of the story. And when you go to this prison, the first thing that happens is you, you kind of get your mind erased. And you don't really know how you got there, what's wrong. All you know is you broke the law. And you got to figure it out from there. But no one remembers anything that happened in the previous universe. Because it's a whole new universe. So... It's 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 just scrambling and, and everything and and just Bishop trying to piece together his, his mind and, and bring everyone together. It was, it was it was pretty great. It was pretty great and some great Bishop writing. Oh my goodness, what did you think of that? I, I thought Bishop was written some of the best I've ever read. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, he was fun. It was definitely a Bishop I could understand. You know what he was doing there uh, and the circumstances that he got put in for and the just the husk and and what this what this man is oh, and i'm just i'm just putting out words in my mouth i think what vita did with with bishop with with lucas here was amazing uh definitely some some interesting stuff with in terms of what happened with the the gates figuring out again what he's there for why he's why he's there and circling around with meeting all the other ex characters in um in the prison <sighs> And the reveal, and the reveal of what the prison actually is, is that, I was not ready for that at all. I don't want to give spoilers, guys. I really don't, because I want you guys to read this. But wow, that, that, to find out who's behind it all was just amazing to me. Can I, can I also just say, as soon as I got to that part, the part where you're talk, what you're where you're talking about, I was like... No wonder Dylan... Lo- this is Dylan's favorite. No wonder why this is Dylan's favorite book. No wonder. Um, that's all I gotta no, say. And it wasn't, a, it, wasn't, it wasn't a shot of Wolverine stabbing Cyclops, guys. Don't, it's something no, completely it's, different. Because, because, of course, we have to... Th- you, know what, you know what? I think that's the only thing... I'm se- See what? Se- semi-break. We need, we need to, there, there's, there's barely any Cyclops in this. I, I'll give Phil Noto credit for, for drawing Scott kissing Jean in, I think it was one of the covers for Marvelous X-Men. Um, yes. And uh, Marvelous was the main title. That's like the main main. That's If you're only going to really read one of them, that's the one you want to read. You want to read the Alpha, the Mar- Marvelous, and then the Omega. The other ones, honestly, as, as far as events go, you really couldn't skip the crossovers and the side stories. You really could just read the main one and, and still feel um, taken care of. But I highly suggest going around and trying all the other ones. Like, oh my god, the New Mutants. Can we talk about how great the New Mutants was? We could, but first... Let's let's round up. Talk about what's happening over with the Grangy Gathering, and I'll I'll do the 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 weird commercial break. Uh, this is me being made over with a commercial break. We'll be right back after these messages. To my podcast listeners, the Grand Geekery is the best show for all news on pop culture, as well as a diversified variety of segments conventions and everything nerdy hosted by our very own tyler mcphail and with lamar harris the show runs twice a month and is available on all platforms please go ahead and check it out at the grand geek gathering or wherever you listen to your podcasts
Hey guys, hey, 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 all! Welcome back to the Dom of X, uh, where we talk about the X Men, uh, the mutants. I guess the mutants now because the X Men part still partly exist on on Krakoa, um, because Scott and G, but there are only two members of it as we speak right now. Uh, and we, when we get to the X Men Gala, well, when we got to the Hellfire Gala, we'll talk about who the new X Men are and all that. Uh, we, well, again, when we get right. to there. But can I can I say before we continue on with the new mutants? Laura Kinney playing basketball is literally one of the sweetest things in this world. I I didn't know. Okay, I need. To, I feel like I need to talk about because like I love basketball. I've been playing basketball since I was five. It's always been a part of my life. Uh, playing it with my dad, playing it outside, uh, watching basketball, um, and now uh, we get Laura Kinney playing playing basketball over with the other peeps in the in the danger room and making fadeaways. Um, that makes me happy. It makes me happy as as a fan of both the character and the sport that Vita right. decided to put in. Um, thank you, Vita. Ayala. Yo, and she can ball too. And she can ball too. Mm-hmm. Obviously, like that goes without saying. Of course. Who do you think? Who do you think is the best? Uh, okay. Side note: Who is the best mutant to play basketball? Who Jean Grey. Jean Grey. She plays basketball. I'm gonna. Have to, I'm gonna Nope. You know who it is? It's going to be Longshot. Longshot no. Domino. No. Yes. No. Probability. They're gonna hit those. They're gonna hit those threes, bro. That's all they're gonna shoot is threes. And and we getting, and getting rebounds and all that stuff. No. If if I'm gonna put together a team of 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 mutants to play basketball, it's going to be Domino, Longshot, uh, Nightcrawler. Beast and then me. That that's my starting line. You? Oh my gosh! I think what? I'm obviously gonna play, dude. I'm obviously like obviously this is my team. I'm gonna I'm not gonna coach. I'm gonna play with them. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So so my basketball team again. Side note: my basketball team. It'd be Gene. It'd be Cable. It'd be Scott. It'd be Rachel. And then my fifth one. Is you? I'll put you Kitty. No, no, Kitty Pride. I'm not. I'm not playing. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't want to get smushed by Beast, dude. I. I, I will stay on the sideline. I'll stay on the wow. side. That. So yeah. This. Uh, so yeah. The Summers family and and Kitty. Pride. Okay. I. I will. Get, okay. I will. I will get. I Kitty. Yes, I could see. Even Gene, I can see. But I. Just, I don't see. Well, I guess Rachel's psychic too. But I don't know. I just don't see why is Scott. Scott's not even. He wears lifts, bro. You know he can't wear lifts and play basketball. He has a visor. People wear goggles. He's fine. No, you're just hating. You're just trying to figure just, out. I don't. I have never seen. A, look, I'm, I'm not saying that Wolverine should be playing at all either. I am definitely saying Wolverine should not be playing. And I just don't see. Wolverine can be the referee. Wolverine can be the referee and he give calls in be. favor for my team because we have. Anyways, my, my point is Laura Kinney is great at basketball. <laughs> um, That's the point. That's the point. I want to see. So, someone, someone in the X office, if you guys could uh, draw or write a basketball scene, please do. I, I would love for to see that. I don't know. Whatever, whatever sports out there on Krakoa, um, please, please write it. Anyways, I think I think that brings us to the end of Prisoner X and the uh, uh, the uh, Apocalypse and the X tracks for for that. Yeah, let's let's go talk about New next time. Let's talk about next, next gen. gen. Not new.
Sorry, not New Mutants Next Gen. Sorry, sorry. I called it New Mutants. That's my bad. Even well, they <laughs> some of them have been New Mutants though. I, well, that's the thing. It's like all of them have <laughs> every single one of them. Oh no! Can I also? I I, I, I thought so. Right off the bat, the main two characters from this is Armor and Glob. Okay, and I love that. I love that uh, so much. This was some really awesome Glob. Uh, writing. I mean, some of the best character development I've ever seen for him. And they made him a major linchpin in the entire story, too, which I thought was really cool. I I agree. I think I could also... Because Ed Brisson is the one who is writing it. Um, and I know that um, Glob Herman doesn't have exactly the best rep among peeps because he, he looks dumb. Um, it was really well done. He looks dumb. His powers are dumb, but it's it's he's always he's always been about being a good character. It's it's always about his his personal character that that makes him have good content because he doesn't he can't fly. He like you know he's got he looks weird. He doesn't have any kind of psychic powers. No laser beams. No, none of that. You know what I'm saying? He he's just a big old glob. You know, and <clears throat> they're actually able to make him work because his glob kind of kept them from knowing the big secret his glob kept him from not being brainwashed and knowing the true reason for the reality which i thought was like i was not expecting that at all i was like glob glob is the linchpin glob is is the is is the the factor in here that that makes everything crazy what that's that's insane that's insane to me but i love it i love it i love the armor action in there too because she kind of gets all she gets has her moments in the sun as well which anytime armor has a moment in the sun i love it you know you know that i've i've been talking about her since day 1 you know oh yeah 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 we 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 know and appreciate your love for armor um i i love what i love about this book too is that there are a whole bunch of uh cameos teachers that i appreciate uh the clerks and whatnot um sunfire is is one of the instructors Husk, Sunfire, Husk. Uh, my my love for the uh, Which Guthrie. One's Husk, Paige Guthrie. The uh, she's one of um, Sam Guthrie's or Cannonball sisters. Oh, okay, yes. Uh, and uh, we even have Betsy um, or Psylocke. I see. See, the, my my thing is like I still don't know if this is the <laughs> Betsy that is just Betsy or if Betsy. The one that swapped her body with Quanon, which again, yeah, semi-confusing. I don't even think Hickman knows, to be honest. No, that's why he's. That's why. That's why they got separated. That's why they. That's why he got. He separated them. That's why you have Betsy now regular without Quanon as Captain Britain, and Quanon just her as Psylocke. So it all works out in the end. We're all happy. Betsy fans are happy. Uh, People who are not into body swapping and kink shaming are happy. Um, but anyways, yeah, like, <laughs> um, yeah, we have, so yeah, what I, what I love too is that this is where, uh, Marcus Toe, to- the guy who does the art for Excalibur, Marcus Toe is one of my favorite artists, loves his stuff on Red Robin, Batman, over at DC, uh, the art's yes. good, it's fun, um, I don't know, I, I just wanted to point that out because I do, I do love Marcus Toe and his art is in this book. That makes me happy as a uh, as a reader, as a consumer, seeing his art. Um, so there's yes, that. Say what you want about about the writing and the overallness of this whole thing, because I, I'm going to be honest with you. I give this whole thing about six point five out of ten. Uh, it was it was, uh, as an overall kind of thing. 
it kind of averages out to 6.5 for me. But the art is is hands down a 9. Solid 9 across the board. Because they really matched the artist with the story so well. Hits every every page of every of these books just work so well together to tell the story in a proper tone and a proper scenery wouldn't you don't you think i think they really nailed it on the casting of the artists on this i i think they did and if for the most part i think it i think it works to have again like um phyla toe um whoever uh did i like who did it i think it was um what's their name who did prisoner x uh, Peralta. There's, there's a lot of these guys, like, the art fits in with the story, and for almost all the part, that's what you want in your X-books, uh, or in any single comic book. The art that matches with the tone of what the story's trying to tell. And for almost all the part, I, ca I commend the art choice for each of these books, because it, it is distinguished, and it does what it needs to do in terms of telling the stories and and being able to display um a sense of notion and style and, and for that i can i can definitely appreciate i can definitely appreciate it um let me just say though arbor getting a buzz cut is is interesting um right i i didn't know how to i, I don't know it's it's weird but i oddly like it i think it looks good on her i don't know why i, I just like I, it i think so too you know, some 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 people can, can pull off the bald head. You know what I'm saying? We're talking guys, girls across the board. Some people can't. Uh, you got to have a, a properly shaped head for that, and armor does. Hands down. Yeah, yeah it, it works. It works. Um, we got yeah, like literally a whole bunch of other guys like I recognize from the uh, new X Men days, not the Morrison new X Men, but the new X Men run after that with uh, De Filippis. Um, and where, and uh, after that, Craig Kyle and Christopher Yost. So you got guys like Rockslide, um, yes, Anil, um, and then like Jason Aaron characters such as Na Nature Girl, uh, Shark, Shark Girl. Uh, yeah, there's there's a Na whole. Now, lot. now that was interesting. Nature Girl being on the X Men, like because the X Men in this is like the main team. There's not really much drama or stuff like that that happens in this world the x-men are more of like firefighters essentially for lack of a better word you know they're there to make sure people are rescued and safe they're not they're not attacking sentinels they're not fighting evil mutants or anything like that i mean they kind of get down with apocalypse and the extracts but the, their main purpose is just to make sure that everyone's taken care of and uh nature girl was such a weird ad when i first saw her i was like really Really, but it works. It works. It works so well. And those antlers, those antlers are fire. <laughs> the antlers are weird. The antlers are weird, but hey, it worked for the story. Uh, and yeah, again, like interesting choices for for characters. Um, like you have, I actually want to talk about the main marvelous X Men book now because there are some interesting uh, designs and whatnot that came in with this. Can I just say the beard for Colossus is great. Um, I love and the missing arm and the missing arm as well. I just, I just love that man's beard. It's so hot and it just looks great on him. I can I say that? I can say that. Yeah, go ahead. You could say you could say whatever you want. I I actually I actually agree with you. I do like I do like Col uh, Colossus's design was really cool. Um, 
It, he, I, I wasn't a fan of the missing arm, to be to be honest with you. But I, I did like, I did like the beard. I think you're right there. And it, his costume also was really cool because it wasn't like your your average Colossus costume, right? Yeah, it's not your regular uh, Lassus outfit. It's, you know, what, maybe I just like him naked. I, is that? I just the steel? Is the I, I don't what am I saying? I, I don't know. I think we need to have a this is a whole nother podcast about breaking down that Dom has like secret feelings for Colossus. Maybe that's why you're so into Kitty, because you wish that you could be Kitty so that you could hook up with Colossus. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know your life. Not the self insert. We'll, we'll sit you on the we'll we'll sit you on the couch and we'll talk about it later <laughs> at another bait. At but, another um, Let's what what did you think? Okay, what did you think of, of Laura's uh, outfit in this one because th- that she also had short hair in this and like had so like weird she had like sleeveless she had had this whole Cobra Kai kind of vibe right I'm not even gonna lie sometimes I couldn't even recognize like who she was in part in some panels I'm like wait who is that character what am I because I'm always used to seeing her with like long hair and just being out instead she looks like sort of a, like a Mortal Kombat character where I'm asking myself did Mortal Kombat cross over with the X-Men, or did Cobra Kai cross over with the... And and it just... She just looks weird sometimes in some of those panels where it's... I don't know. I don't know how I feel about Laura with short hair. I definitely prefer her with long because I can definitely tell it's her. But here, sometimes it's just like... Is that Laura? Maybe? Yes? I don't know. That's that's where I stand on it. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah it didn't... It, she didn't necessarily... It didn't necessarily feel very... Laura E, uh, but it was very X twenty three, if that makes any sense to me. Like I, I really liked it. I liked the outfit. It had. A, you're right though. It definitely had a Mortal Kombat kind of kung fu vibe to it. Uh, I believe that even she even had like a sash, like a dangling sash, if I'm not mistaken. I, I don't have the book in front of me right now, but I I, I definitely loved it. Um, I I definitely definitely liked the the team of the X Men. Um, and Nightcrawler having his own title was really good. I mean, that was just so... Sean McGuire did such a good job writing it. You know, like, giving the feelings. Do you, there were so many feelings in that one. I agree. This 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 one was my favorite. Well, for one, I, had, I just have to mention, Kurt is, like, my fourth favorite X-Man. Behind Scott, Gene, and Kitty, or Kate, or whatever you want to call her now. Um, I love Kurt. I love Nightcrawler. He's one of my favorites. I love the blue. I love the fur. I love his uh, willingness and acceptance to do right. I've always loved him. So coming in, this was a title that I was sort of expecting. Hey, um, how fun is it going to be? Um, and there was fun in it. And I love the sort of trauma that went in behind and the whole premise of the the story and where he was in this universe. But... Um, is it also bad for me to say that I like I don't mind her with Megan? As that stuff was that stuff guts you. I know it's supposed to be alt reality. I know that Megan has been married to Brian Braddock for like thirty right for thirty years that she's been published. Um <laughs> but uh I can't help but just notice how uh, how deep and emotional the story was behind all of everything and the, the drama. Um because that's that's what Kurt always has, but you know, he's he's got stuff with with his mom, uh, his adopted sister Rogue, uh, there's there's a whole lot going on in his life, um, and uh, and I just I, like let's just break it down just specifically at at a concept level, you know, 
he's always been an outcast. You know, this is pre-Krakoa, obviously. He's always been an outcast. He's always, even amongst mutants, because he looks so freaking, he's blue, he's got weird fingers and hands, he's got a tail, he, he, you know what I'm saying? He's got some fangs going on. He's not appealing to look at. But in this world of all mutants, he's a celebrity. He's acting, He he's doing parties, he's doing all this fun stuff. And to have him, he gets to be in the forefront and for the first time ever, really not have to hide in the shadows or hide who he is and, and, and actually be famous for it. You know, I, I thought that's just a really cool sentiment to kind of have, you know? Yeah, I, I agree. Um, it's a, it's just so cool when you see him out here in Hollywood, he's, he's got movies, he's got people that look up to him. He's got fans. Uh, you have people instead of like, with blue skin and a tail um it's hi kurt we love you we love your work please sign this and and it's just so warming where he gets the love he gets the appreciation outside of his peers outside of his family uh outside of the x-men um so i i know that like you know he and scott are friends he and logan are buds um he and the rest of the he and the rest of the gang you know they're cool but it's it's just awesome to see how he's beloved in a society instead of him being like, oh no, we need to get away from him. Um, it, it gives it gives you it gives the blue fuzzy guy uh, something to root for, and I found it really endearing. No, definitely, and and <laughs> and Shauna just rides such a good Kurt. You know, like she she really understands the character, really understands you know where he's been what were his places in this world and even the world before you know and like the whole drama that he goes through uh with everything you know no spoilers because i want you guys to read this but it, it's just really well done and i'll tell you right now the roof if shauna if you're listening to this i've told her to this in, per, in person but i'm gonna tell her say it again the rooftop scene is my favorite thing of the entire age of x-men event it was such a deep emotional like layered conversation that really just made me feel so many feelings i don't know how else to put it It was just really good i i really really liked it and it 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 i, I hands down I, I can see why it's definitely one of your favorites i i see that for sure you know you know why prisoner x is my favorite but definitely uh nightcrawl amazing nightcrawler is definitely number two for me for sure yeah, it's it's just so heartwarming. It's just so well done, um, and it just reminds me again of why I like Kurt as an X Man, why I love him as a character, and I think why other people love him as a character too. I want to meet Shannon because I know that she's a friend of the shops. I know that you know she's a friend of Joe's and and whatnot. Um, I still need to read her Spider Gwen stuff. Um, I need to get that to some point with uh with all that. But man, um, yes. The whole everything in this, the drama, uh, the relationships, and the journey that Kirk goes on through, it's uh, it's really heartwarming. And for the most part, and as we've covered all of, all of these different stories, um, it's uh, there's a there's a whole lot to sort of to unpack. But again, when you when you do have a superstar writer who is co- relaunching the X Men into his grand vision and knowing that a good chunk of what happened in the last decade either wouldn't matter or would be retconned to fit in with his whole story. It, is, it sort of is a shame that some of these writers didn't get to fully flesh out what could have been 
uh, something cool here. And again, I, I do understand that it, this was during the part where Marvel um, just didn't. This this was still again before the before Hickman came on board with uh, what they you know, them not knowing what to do with the X Men. Um, it was it was still cool to see some of these writers and a lot of these artists still be able to uh, put their pen on the page and say, hey, let's just let's just do some uh, interesting X Men stories before our time is up. Uh, and um, yeah, all I can do is I, I commend these guys for uh, shouldering soldering through, even though you know we look, the wall is numbered, the clock was numbered, and um, just giving us a decent event. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's something I can appreciate. Definitely. It's definitely a must read. Uh, I, I think everyone, if you like X-Men, this is definitely something to put on your list of something to read. It, it's well done across the board. Don't don't miss out on any of these. Like either just read the Marvelous X-Men and move on or read all of them. You don't don't just pick and choose them, guys. Even the even the ones that aren't my favorite, like like uh, the extremist ones that I'm going to be honest with you. Extremist was not my favorite. And I'll tell you why it was way extremists are basically the cops of this world the ones that police everyone to make sure that they're not hooking up that they're not you know going against the the individuality that this world has set up and had this real blob was part of it and i it just it seemed really i don't know i wasn't a fan of blob in this i i thought blob was like way too about his feelings and i don't think blob should be about feelings he should be about punching things you know that's just me though and i also i didn't like his i didn't like the goatee and the and the ponytail as i sit here with a goatee and a ponytail with and kind of on the chunkier side but still i just didn't think it worked for blob what were your thoughts on his design that that whole run was weird i don't know if i was a fan of like the the black sort of design and costumes are just that outlay of it anyways um it was definitely weird seeing blob like that just make him bald and make him punch stuff or have yeah. him drinking have him drinking a beer with logan in the uh, apocatiki bar you know i i, I don't yes. mind that sort of stuff oh oh let's while we're talking about designs what was with the suspenders that Iceman had that was really weird right like why does he like he, the dude doesn't have a shirt on, but he still has suspenders. Like what? What in Urkel he is just, going on here? He should just be naked. All right. There are a lot of characters I think that are look better naked, like Colossus, Iceman. I wouldn't mind if they were just shirt like completely naked. I think that's their best design. I always sometimes I joke where uh, uh, like characters look better when they don't have any clothes on. I feel that way for Colossus and Iceman. I just do. I, 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 I could, yeah, that's really interesting. Yeah, well, I, I don't know. I always liked, Iceman definitely should have clothes when he's Bobby, but when he's iced up and fighting, no, he doesn't need an outfit. He doesn't need any of that stuff. He, he just needs to have, be iced up. The guy's made of ice. You know what I'm saying? He's made of ice. Yeah, exactly. But Colossus, a Col but Colossus, no, Colossus needs at the very least a Speedo, bro. I'm sorry. He, I don't. I don't want to see the steel junk. Okay, the steel junk of Colossus doesn't sound good to me. That that's uh, yeah, that, not something that's on my list. <laughs> anyway, there's a lot of things that got on my list. You know, you do have a good point. That is a uh, that's that's definitely a thing. I don't think we uh, we want to encounter. But yeah, guys, uh, this was this was still again. If you if you wrote X Men before July of 2019, um, there is a shot that. Again, because Hickman and all that, 
Um, it's going to be thrown somewhere else, but uh, at the same time, again, there there is an appreciation for all the creators and everything else involved, and that's something I can I can definitely say. Well, we'll sort of keep you in within the story. I definitely recommend Prisoner X and uh, Amazing Nightcrawler uh, at at the very least. Next gen, next at next gen two guys. Like, just don't sleep on don't sleep on any of these. Mm-hmm. You know, go full force, go full force, jump right into it. Have fun um, and figure out figure out why uh, the X Man uh, created this whole entire uh, weird alternate universe. Uh, which again, it all wraps up in the end in a you could you could tell it was supposed to wrap up like this, and it does sort of go back to um, I, th- I believe it was Matthew Rosenberg's Uncanny X Men, um, where again like this era ends, uh, which is pretty much say Jonathan Hickman come on board and steer the ship right. Um, and, uh, yeah, I will, I will be happy to, uh, read, um, disassemble to figure out what was going on with the actual X-Men at this time. I know that, it, that, that came out in a pretty big juicy hardcover not too long ago. There's a lot of stuff that I think is worth covering, even if, um, the stuff in it, uh, has been shaken up or just pushed away because stuff happens. But, uh, again, um, stories that happen are stories that happen. We want to cover it and we're, we're glad we did. Uh, but anyways, guys, I want to thank the Grand Geek Gathering, uh, for again, hosting this podcast for Tyler, for their producer who has been amazing. Um, and, uh, keeping it real, keeping it real with us guys. I want to, so yeah, I want to thank, uh, that over to him and, uh, Dylan, uh, hope everything was of course as well with you, man. Uh, thank you again for being my amazing guest on this amazing podcast and, Tomorrow in the future, we don't we don't know when we're gonna put out the next episode, but we hope you guys enjoyed this one. And I definitely can say, I did enjoy Age of X Men. Yes, same. And thank you guys so much always for listening to us. Sorry for the hiatus; things have been kind of crazy over here, but we're getting back to it, and we'll we'll see you again very soon. Okay? We promise we will, guys. Uh, take it easy. Uh, you be you. Have a wonderful day, everybody, and stay safe.